Wake up, everybody! Wake 
of his holy name. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, heavenly friends. Once more again, we're here with this episode of the gospel. Hallelujah. The gospel is foolishness to them that are perishing. But to us this morning, it is power. Hallelujah. And that's what mankind need this morning is power to do right and the only way you're going to receive power the only way 
you will receive this power is you are going to have to invest some time into this word. The word of God is right. And the word of God will do exactly what it said it will do. I was sleep. I was sleeping this morning and upon meditating on the word of God. Hallelujah. The word of God, God put something in my spirit, which was a scripture. And when I woke up and looked at the scripture, the scripture was second, uh, second Corinthians. Let me see, second Corinthians seven. Let's see, where's my telephone? Let me see here, exactly what was the scripture. I hope and I pray that it's still in the laws, but I think it was Second Corinthians of uh, 13. Excuse me. Let's see, I believe it's here. Let's hope and pray that it's here. It is his power. It was Second Corinthians 13 and 8. And it read, For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. The first uh, scripture before that, what I looked, what I looked up that came to my spirit, these two scriptures run parallel. Uh, it was First Corinthians thirteen seven. Um, it said it was talking about love. Love never fails, but above that above that 13.7 uh, I think it was 13.5 or something let me go to my uh, audio bible and let's see what the audio bible says in 1 Corinthians 1 Corinthians 13 hallelujah I want to make this word as plain as possible because there are no need of any of us this morning struggling with unbelief. Hallelujah. Let's just hear the whole uh, 13 chapter. Hallelujah. Let's just do the whole 13 chapter. Uh, and let's see what it will say to us that are right with you. Uh, First Corinthians thirteen. Chapter thirteen. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. 
Charity envieth not, charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass, darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. Is love. Hallelujah. And that's what we need this morning. Charity and love carries the same attributes because if you love someone, you'll get in a struggle with them. No one should say that I love you and see you carrying a burden and not offer to carry that burden or uh, help you with your burden. That's what the Apostle Paul was doing, was teaching the Thessalonian people how to walk, how to live amongst themselves. And that's why the topic of the last week lesson was a growing resolve. Hallelujah. There is solutions for your situation this morning. But the only solution that you're going to find is through the word of God. So many times we go to and fro to the doctor for something that is wrong. When to be honest with you, you know what's wrong. We know what we have done to our bodies, with our bodies. Uh, we know how to refrain from a thing. And we want the doctor to tell us to refrain from a thing. When we know deep down inside of our heart, hallelujah, we know deep down inside of our heart the things that we have participated, the things that we have anticipated, the things that we have done. We drank too coffee. 
we've smoking up too much of cigarettes. Paul was telling the Corinthians, the Thessalonian people, how that he wanted them to understand the faith walk. Hallelujah. He wanted them to gain biblical knowledge. Hallelujah. That they may be able to share in the work of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And those that were older in the faith, hallelujah, that were serving in the role in the church, hallelujah, that the Almighty would empower them to be able to show the people instead of today, today's church, hallelujah, it is show and tell, but it's really not telling it like it really is, hallelujah. We need to tell it like it is today. Somebody is going to hell every tick of the clock. Hallelujah. Someone is dying. And then we wonder why all of the murder and all of the calamity, the crime and the thugging, all of the sorrow that we are subjected to today. Hallelujah. Uh, he wants us to be available to carry the gospel. Paul carried this gospel to nations of people all over the countryside where they were traveling in that time zone. We have a job to do this morning. We need to carry this gospel. I was talking with someone yesterday and I kept telling them about they would have to they would have to let go of the ungodliness you know I don't care if you own a club you cannot do a clubhouse where people's coming in there socializing and drinking. It could be a clubhouse, but it must not be a clubhouse where the world could fit in. Hallelujah. We're to put a difference between that which is holy and that which is unholy. This morning, the lesson is saying after having taught the exhortation to the Thessalonians and the prayer for the Thessalonians, we now come down to the confidence in the Thessalonians. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul requests were for the gospel to be successful and the message of it to be protected. These are worthy prayers for us to, amen, offer on behalf of the Most High today, hallelujah, and on our servants, we offer them to the Most High for our servants that are serving, that is teaching the word of God this morning, hallelujah. We have a lot of preachers preaching, hallelujah, but there's a difference in teaching and preaching, hallelujah. Preaching, hallelujah, is 
you're standing now, hallelujah, and you are expounding on the word of God. Sometimes you lift it up by the Holy Spirit, and sometimes you lift it up on your own platform. But when we teach, hallelujah, we take our time. You see, preaching has said, and I heard the Lord say it. That's what they're going to call preaching. But me, I want to be a teacher this morning, hallelujah. And I want you to know that you need to be confident that it looked like the outside world is getting ahead while you're sitting there holding on to the gospel and saying, see, everybody else got new car houses and this and that, but that's okay. And it's okay for you to have it also. But at the same token, if you don't get this knowledge along with all of your getting, you won't have an understanding this morning. Hallelujah. You have to have an understanding. So Paul, hallelujah, he was talking to the believers. Hallelujah. He wanted these believers, hallelujah, to have an understanding. Hallelujah. That all peoples are need of one another. He wanted them to believe, hallelujah, that the message that he was teaching and preaching, that it was hope, hallelujah. He started off in 1 Thessalonians, where he told the people, because they were worried about the one that had died, hallelujah. See, this Bible is written for correction and reproof, hallelujah. This Bible is written to those that believe, hallelujah. Because, you know, if you don't believe this morning, all I'm saying to you is nothing but, hey, it sounds like a lovely song. I'm not singing a lovely song to the lost. I'm only telling you that there ain't but one way. Hallelujah. And that one way is that you believe. You have a choice this morning. Hallelujah. You can believe or you cannot believe the gospel. Or you can heap to yourself, have an itching ear. Somebody tell you you're going to have money, you're going to have this, and you're going to have that. You have all that already in him. He will not withhold no good thing from his children. We just, hallelujah, don't want to wait on God. We want to jump up and run out there, amen, and get anything we can get, hallelujah, to make it look like that we're really, really doing the will of God and struggling doing it. You're not struggling doing the will of God. You're struggling trying to keep some of that stuff that you say God has blessed you with. You know the story. So the lesson was saying in 2 Thessalonians 3, 3, but the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. He's a keeping God this morning. And we have confidence in the Lord. We have confidence in the Lord touching you that you both do and will do the things which we command you. Paul is saying that he was confident that his teaching would not be in vain. He was confident that the people was getting an understanding of the word of God. Hallelujah. While not all the people have faith, 
The Lord himself is faithful. Hallelujah. He's faithful to his children this morning and to his promise. As such, Paul could assure his Thessalonian brothers that the Lord would establish them and keep them from evil, meaning keep them from getting hurt, keep them from getting shot, keep them, amen, from living in fear of all of these calamities and all of the evil that they saw that was around them. Paul was there to exhort the people to let them know, I want you to be confident this morning that none of these things you see will come nigh you. Hallelujah. He wants you to be healed and well and good health, even as your soul prosper, according to 3 John. Hallelujah. He wanted them to understand that all of the evil that they saw, it would not touch them. Hallelujah. You see, evil, evil could be translated. Hallelujah. The evil one, amen. That thus be a reference to Satan. Or oh, you know who I'm talking about this morning. Hallelujah. Have you tried him? Hallelujah. He had wreaked havoc in everyone's life, one way or another. But God, through it all, Yah have not allowed you to be taken by the hand of the wicked one. He has allowed you to stand firm, amen, and to know that everything is going to be all right. Hallelujah. Everything going to work for your good today. For those that are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. There's a plan for our life this morning to be blessed, to be in good health and to prosper. That's why he say, cast all of your cares upon me, for I care for you, hallelujah. He didn't tell you to go to church and tell them all of your worries, hallelujah. He said, and that's okay to go to church, amen, go amongst your family, amen, the body of Christ, and talk it over with whomsoever the Lord will lead you, because they got a lot of busy bodies out there. The minute you say one thing, they twist it up and say another thing so that you didn't see it. They be like Joe's best friend, all hanging around now, talking about who didn't see What happened, Joe? You didn't sin. You was hiding your sin, and God exposed you. And that wasn't the soul. That wasn't the way it happened. That wasn't the way the scripture went. Hallelujah. The evil one, Satan, lurking, still going to and fro as he went when Job, amen, was on his way to present himself before the Lord. Going to and fro, up and down in the earth, seeking whom he may devour. And he's devouring the minds of many people. Facebook is trying to be taken over by witches and unbelievers and unholy peoples. Hallelujah. And you people on Facebook won't say a crumbling word. You're afraid because you don't have no power. So I have to address the issues of that there's no power but one. Satan, he has power, but his power has been diminished. And he can do no more than what he used to do. See, the gift of God is without repentance. There are many false prophets today that have fallen from God's grace, his will, and promises have blasphemed against God 
and the Lord still allowed them to do their dirty work, and you think that is good. And I know what I'm talking about this morning. I've seen all sizes of good and evil. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I've seen it coming up from a little boy, from a child's standpoint. So there's no witch or no warlock or no demon can pull nothing over me. When I sit at the table as a little boy with the babysitter, sit at the table with all of them, and God had obviously wanted me to see and not be a part of it. So she put my hands on my lap and said, keep your hands right here, boy. Hallelujah. Didn't want my hands on the table. The table was defiled with Ouija boards and all type of whatever they were smoking and stuff they were burning. I was seven years old. Hallelujah. And I'm grateful this morning that I can, amen, attest to God is able to keep you. If he said he'll keep you from the evil one, hallelujah, then I'm proof of that the evil one did not sacrifice me. Anything could have happened, hallelujah. But God. So he tells them that they will be kept from the evil one, hallelujah, from Satan, hallelujah. It was Paul's prayer that they be established and strengthened in their faith, hallelujah, in 2 Thessalonians 2.17. And he was sure the Lord would do this. He was also certain the Lord would protect them from Satan and those through whom Satan worked. You see? Satan is working, amen, in the mind, in the hearts of many peoples. Some that are believers, they say, but you can't do two things at the same time unless you chewing gum and talking, or you may can do that. But you can't serve the Elohim and Satan at the same time. Paul assurance was based on the neutral, the nature of the Lord himself as the faithful Lord. He was also based, uh, it was also based on his certainty regarding the Thessalonian faith. First Thessalonians 1, 3 to the fifth verse, second Thessalonians 1, 4, 2, 13. We might as well just go to it and uh, uh, let it let it roll because we need to know the truth today hallelujah you ought to seek and search for the truth the bible said that if you search for it it's silver and gold hallelujah he told us how to get this truth if we search for it as silver and gold he wants us to know this morning that he's faithful and he's just and he's more than able to do that hallelujah the first epistle of paul the apostle to the corinthians chapter one he paul called to be an apostle of jesus christ through the will of god wrong place under the church of god which is at corinth to them that are sanctified the first epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Thessalonians, chapter 1. Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus, unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We 
give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father, knowing, brethren beloved, your election of God. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that ye were in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God word is spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything, for they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. You see, that was, Paul was exhorting the people and he was explaining to the peoples of God, hallelujah, that they must wait for their change to come. Hallelujah. There is change for a believer this morning. The other scripture was 2 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, the first chapter. And this is what he said. Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth, so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God, for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which ye also suffer, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Hallelujah. Now, Paul was doing this in that day. Paul was encouraging the Thessalonian people. He was getting them to understand that what they are doing, it was a payday coming. Paul was letting them know that the evil one can't touch them. Hallelujah. See, you can't be just going to church, jumping up and down, on a feel-good deal, you need more than just a feeling this morning. Hallelujah. You need for your understanding to be 
and light. You need to have hope this morning. I mean, there are people afraid, scared to death, but they are quick to do things in the church. Hallelujah. Paul taught them charity begins at home. And in his teaching, to bring to their understanding that the charity and the love and the hope what they had for one another, that's what it was going to take to change the hearts of many. So Paul taught them how to love amongst themselves, how to be available one for another. We live in a society this morning that your neighbors don't care anything about you. That's not all neighbors and neighborhoods. Or you can say, some of our family members, they only care for themselves. And another thing too, church, is that the elderly is being rejected by their own family, the children. And that's what makes the elderly be alone in their own mind because no one ever came and looked the phone up and love happens every day, hallelujah. You got to do this thing every day. You put your clothes on every day. Hallelujah. You expect to get paid for what you do every day. Then why not, hallelujah, believe this morning that we need to have love from heart to heart. Amen. You may not call them every day, but you can be standing in the gap praying for them like Paul did. Amen. Paul prayed for them, and then Paul said, now nah, y'all need to pray for me. Pray for me. Hallelujah. Many of them thought Paul to be something wrong with him. All preachers are treated delight. Some are showered with treasures, and some is showered with hatred. Put the lips on the preacher. Everybody want to talk about this preacher, that preacher. I made up my mind, no need to talk about any of the preachers. Hallelujah. For God said he will judge the quick and the dead. He's going to bring everything uh, to the forefront. Paul, amen, he said that the work that God has begun and his people will be completed. It will be complete according to Philippians 1. Philippians 1. Uh, Let's see what it says. Chapter 1. Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi with the bishops and deacons, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. For God is my record, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that 
your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. But I... See, there's Paul and Timotheus again over in Philippi. First, it was in Thessalonians. God wants you to have a guarantee. The only time you can get a guarantee on anything is it either going to come with it or you're going to have to take an extended warranty. We came into a guarantee when we first came into the gospel. You remember the title was, amen, the preaching of the gospel. The preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that are perishing, and unto them which believe, hallelujah, is power. So it's the power of God this morning that draws us to his word. Hallelujah. When he tells you a first fruit offering, he requires of you your first fruit offering. If you just a disciple, your job is to pray. Pray for me. Pray for others. Pray for the church. Pray for the preacher. Pray for Joel Osteen. Pray for Cliff O'Donnell. Pray for all of them. And you don't have to call them name by name. You just ask the Lord, amen, to touch and move in the heart of our president. Whatever, you know, if you're talking about the president, you're talking about the cabinet too. So I don't need to go down the line praying for president, praying for this and praying for them. I need to pray for the House of Representatives. They represent the state, hallelujah, and the nation here, America, hallelujah. So we need to understand this morning, why must I go through all this? Why I gotta do all this? I mean, you know, they don't do it. You're not them, hallelujah. This is for you to become a benefactor of the benefits because you already under a warranty, hallelujah, because he already guaranteed you, amen, that if you're suffering with me, hallelujah, if you're suffering for Christ's sake this morning, hallelujah, then you shall also reign with me. You have to suffer in order to run with me because running with me, people are going to put you down. What did Paul say? Paul said even his own countrymen had him sinners for death, had him stoned to death, all lived dead in the street. Let me back up. Paul was killed and laid dead in the streets for three, three days. This was no death that he was a man immune to. It was the same death where would Jesus was crucified. They murdered him with stone. They dropped boulders as heavy as they could get the rock. They dropped it on Paul, mashed his face up and everything, and he died. But on the third day, that's why Paul's gospel was so strong, is because he got up from death. So he was telling the people here, hallelujah, that no evil would befell them and that they would, amen, overcome evil. It is evil in the world this morning, hallelujah. But the preaching of the gospel 
is foolishness. The preaching of the cross, Jesus, they said on Facebook, there ain't no God, there ain't no, we are just doing ourselves. And even said that we can heal ourselves. And I told her, you're a witch. And when you heal yourself from what's coming upon you, you please let the apostle know. So I can find out what other mojo you got that can bring. Ain't nothing coming back to life. You die, you are dead, my friend, unless you die in him. Now, we know miracles, hallelujah, didn't see miracles, can testify of miracles, can bring them right here on the line and let them tell you that they were DOA, hallelujah. Matter of fact, Bobby still go to meetings. The, the live, the living that have died, they bring you to a meeting to meet these other people because when them doctors and red tag you, hallelujah, and your lights is out, <laughs> Reliant cannot plug you up and turn you on again. You are out but God. So I'm preaching a message with power this morning. I'm preaching a message that saved me every day, hallelujah. The preaching of this gospel this morning, it is foolishness to you all that are listening but you turn away from it because you don't want to hear it. It's foolishness to you this morning. But as to me, it is power. And that's why we can walk past sickness, hallelujah. Oh, I didn't say I didn't, amen, have some things that happened that I was uncomfortable to me. I stuck my finger in my side box to uh, reach in there and get a light and stuck my finger straight down on a comb, and the comb went up between, behind my fingernail. Hallelujah. And I just shook it off, shook the blood out, let it bleed out, shook it off, and ain't nothing wrong with me today. Hallelujah. I know that he's a keeper, but you have to want to be kept, and you have to want the will of God and stop turning your face away, amen, from Joyce mind. You don't have to like her. Stop turning away from Cuffo Dollar. You don't have to like him. Stop turning away from Joyce. You don't have to like Osteen. But we love the word, hallelujah. All I'm asking you to do, amen, is to follow him. See, Jesus had disciples, amen, and he brought all of his disciples. He brought them to see the Pharisees and Sadducees. Uh, they were preaching. And he said, do as they say, but do not what you see. So they had the word this morning. We have the word of God. Hallelujah. You don't have to love the speaker, but love has been spoken. Hallelujah. You don't have to love Tiger Woods. But it is what it is. You ain't got love Donald Trump this morning, but it is what it, that's my president. I can't say he ain't my president. Well, then I must not be a part of America. He's my president. Whether I voted for him or not, hallelujah. If I didn't vote for him, I got him. If I voted for him, I got him. We need to stop playing up to the real deal. Hallelujah. Hell is real. Why you think people can walk into churches and burn them down. Why do you think, hallelujah, 
a kid can go and kill up people inside of the church and they put a vest on and bring them to McDonald's. And when your son, amen, went out, amen, and got on drugs or sold some drugs, they put him in for 20 years. But yet still the child that shot up them people. That, come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't play crazy with me, Facebook. Hallelujah. You better get the gospel. Because one day you ain't going to hear me. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to be dead. He's going to tell me, leave them to themselves. And I'm going to leave y'all to yourself and let you deal with your own wickedness. Because I can't deal with it. Hallelujah. No wickedness around my house. If it is, hallelujah, it still ain't going to stand. Hallelujah. Because if I see it, amen, I'm going to run it up out of here. If that dog catch it in the backyard around there, he dad them going to run it back up over the fence. So we might as well stop playing up to this thing about, well, well, the Bible said, and can't nobody judge. You already been judged. Hallelujah. And that's how Paul preached to the people. He didn't sit there and butter this message up. Hallelujah. Made you feel good, pat you on the back, amen, and gave you a bloating sample and said, see you next week. That's not how it happened, my dear. Bless the Lord for my queen this morning. Hallelujah. There's my queen this morning. God bless you this morning, sweet, sweetheart. How art thou? Wait a minute. This thing is trying to play me every time I click you. <laughs> oh, look at that. Good morning, honey. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm well. Hi, how are you? I am well. All is well. I got this word this morning that's been delivered unto me. And I'm delivering and distributing it to whosoever will receive it. Hallelujah. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We can have a blessed day. Have a what, huh? Have a blessed day, and I'll talk to you later. Yes. Today is a wet is a wet day, but I just thank the living God of Israel because obviously I had needed some rest. Boy, I bet you a lot of people need rest. And they're hard-headed and they keep on going oh i wanted to go yesterday don't think i didn't want to go i i had it ready i i didn't saddle up my car and i'm ready to catch out of here but first i can catch the bedroom and i wound up going back to sleep and when i woke up my whole facial expression my color had changed yeah my skin color had came back <laughs> Where you say, look like you've been in the sun. I okay. guess I've been needing to rest for a long time. Maybe I need to rest some more today. Hallelujah. Well, this hard when you preach the gospel, the gospel can run you raggedy. And without it, you can run yourself, you can run yourself to an early grade trying to take care of all of this and all of that. And he wants us to take care of his word this morning. Hallelujah. You know, he wants us to partake. And this really, this is really a big problem in society with people is that they want God to do things for them. But well, how much time have they actually, you know, sought the Lord? How much time have they actually sit down and open up this Bible? The only way, the only way 
that they're going to get where they're trying to go is they got to open up this atlas, which is the Bible. You know, you dare would, wouldn't try to drive from here to Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, uh, not have some directions. And people are driving themselves to early grade all because they're out of direction. They don't know which way to go. They're, they went this way. That's wrong. They went that way. And it's like going the wrong way and run out of gas and thought you was on the path that there was a station up the road eight miles. And only to find out that you are in a cornfield. We've been through that before, but we didn't run out of gas. Hallelujah. And when we did run out of gas, God was so faithful to us. We were booming down the highway about 80, and all of a sudden I'm stepping on the gas, and that and, and all the lights and the dashboard was on, and it ain't accelerating. But God just went right on off that, that, that exit ramp, and the car just went right on around. That car is blessed. We still own that car. That car is blessed because I remember running out of gas one day in an emergency going to the school for shopping. You remember, honey? And that car went on to the service station out of gas. So you can't afford to run out because you may not be able this morning to, amen, get back to the word, which is the filling station. So therefore, start it off in the morning. Fill it up every morning. Fill up your cup, amen, with this word this morning. Hallelujah. That's what Paul was doing, amen. Paul was confident. He was confident that the Thessalonian people would continue to obey the command of the word of God. He had gave them the missionary, amen. They, 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 they were not relying on their readers, hallelujah. They weren't relying on power of their own self, hallelujah. They were doing what was right. That confidence was that since the believer was in Christ, the Lord would work in them to, to react favorably to uh, this epistle, this word this morning that I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Amen. God favor you this morning because of why? Because you are participating. You are listening to the word of God. And I am. I'm a junior boy. Let me get him out. He know what I be doing. He did it yesterday morning, and he heard me. You know, that's another thing. Why call someone in the morning time if you don't call on a program? What are you calling for? Calling because they want that love. You see, they're not very supportive of what I do, but. I just give them some love anyhow. It's free to me. But don't call in the midst of my program when you could have called in. You're a preacher too and could have helped me carry this message. And that's what Paul was doing. Paul was going around and he was building confidence in these people, they man, the believers now, that were in Christ. Hallelujah. That the Lord worked that they were doing, amen, that the Lord would favorably, amen, repay them. So then Paul prayed for the Thessalonian people and the Lord direct your heart into the love of God and into the patience waiting for Christ. You see, these Thessalonian people, I want you to know that they were waiting on the same thing that we're waiting on. 
They were being killed. They were being abused, mistreated. Their children were being taken away. They were being burned. Everything that's happening shut down. Everything happening right now was happening then to these children and to these believers. Their buildings were being burned down. That's nothing new under the sun. But Paul was encouraging them. That's why they, they killed Paul. Because they caught him and said, this man has turned the city upside down. And Pilate asked him, Herod, they went through a lot preaching this gospel. And you also going to suffer. See, this is the suffering you get. You know, this is what you get while you're going through. But you need to keep going through and don't worry about your suffering. For he has also suffered. And the Bible said that you need to arm yourself that you suffer likewise the just for the unjust. Be just to the unjust that I may bring them to God. See, you're going to bring them to the, to, see, you're going to be like, amen, the man that went and got that coat and bought that coat. The Lord told him, bring him to me. Hallelujah. He didn't ask, amen, Jesus to tame the horse, tame the donkey, tame the ass, tame. He didn't want him to do nothing but just bring him to me because I got the word. And when you have the word of God, hallelujah, you can use Moses. He cried to the Lord and said, Lord, what shall I feed these people? What shall they drink? He said, what have you in your hand? Hallelujah. What have you this morning in your hand? Hallelujah. It's according to what you got this morning and what will you do with it? So Paul was admonishing the Thessalonian people, him and Tremotus, amen, to just wait. And I promise you, even though you're suffering in the midst of your waiting, keep on preaching what you heard me preach. Hallelujah. I remember Jesus told him, said, except you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no part in me. And they all went away, except for 12. The other 700, what they weighed. See, there were more than just 12 disciples. There were 12 apostles, but that were, and the apostles were disciples, meaning they were being disciplined. They were learning how to walk circumspectly. They were learning how to obey the will of the Father. They were learning how to love. See, you can't tell me about your membership when you don't even have fellowship, hallelujah, one with another. The church is not built upon how many people sitting in the pews. It's built upon the members of his body. And not all of y'all are members of his body. A member of his body cares about the other member, amen. One sister told me yesterday, amen, that when she got up Sunday in church, she thought the pastor would acknowledge her being back from a month or so out of church dealing with, amen, overcoming cancer. Hallelujah. And so since the pastor didn't, you know, say, you know, sister, we want to thank God for sister, you know, we don't want to thank God for her. Amen. Sister Neely, my ain't it? We want to thank God for her return and God bless her. We surely prayed for you. And God has answered prayer. That would have probably been what I would have said. But instead, he ain't said a word. So my auntie put her hand up and she said, I want to thank God for all of y'all prayers. 
They surely have been a blessing to me. I am cancer free by the grace of hallelujah, God. And I want to thank y'all for your prayer. And I said, well, did they come hug you? She said, well, yeah, a few of them, and a lot of them didn't. I said, well, did the pastor give you his condolences? Did the pastor, you know, did he, did, did he say, well, sister, you know, we're so blessed. She said, no. He just said, well, Sister Neal is a testimony, y'all, which that's okay, too. But we need to step up to the plate. You put your tithes and offering in there, you a member to what? Are you a member of his body? Or are you just a member to that church? And you sit in that same seat. Maybe you got to pay the note on that. I don't know what's going on. And I don't care what's going on, but I do care. Because I'm going down now. And I just want to sit amongst the saints a few Sundays. And I want to see, hallelujah, how this organization, this establishment is being run. And if it's not being run accordingly, then I'm going to have his phone number anyhow, and I'm going to talk to him. And I'm going to ask him, and I'm going to bring him to the scripture. And I'm going to ask him, have we admonished the people that they should have love one for the other? Why you wouldn't raise an offering for my auntie? I mean, that's what the old church did. When family was sick, they knew that it took some gas to get her to and fro of him. They knew that they were delinquent in some things, maybe a little short on groceries. Could have gave her $20, $50 or something. Because if we're members of his body, then we are supported of one another. Do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. Hallelujah. Don't do it to them before they do it to you. We got the scripture twisted this morning. So Paul, amen, was telling them to wait. Many of the saints are waiting this morning. And don't seem like they wait is going to come to an end. You're not waiting on man to do nothing for you. Wait upon the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm admonishing you this morning that if you would wait on him, hallelujah, he's faithful, just, and true. He will not put nothing on you that you can't bear. I remember just looking at a lot of things that I saw during the, the run up to Dallas and back. I saw a lot of things. And a lot of things came to my memories, how that the Lord used his hand to prevent which what was evil for the tree to fall down. The tree fell. Certainly it told a lot of car, but the car was covered fully insured. But I thought about it. It didn't fall on my auntie car. It didn't fall on my little cousin car. It fell on his wife's car. It didn't fall on my RV. It didn't fall on her house. That's the hand of God. Why he didn't keep it off of her car? Maybe because he just wanted her to have a new car. What the devil meant for evil, he turned it for her good. Now she get a chance to get a new car. I told her, don't go to the dealership and let them give you a 19 or 18. Stay where you was at. And you may have enough money where you can pay the car cash. Get your cash car out of the deal and be through with notes and stay with your insurance. We have to wait. And while we're waiting on the return of the Most High, we're going to have oppositions. 
We're going to have attacks. I pray no attack on your body or your mind. I want you to be blessed. I want you to know that he didn't put any of these things on you. Whatever is happening in your life or to your children. I mean, it's just every day, all kind of stuff be going on. But you're still waiting. And I'm coming to a close when I get down here a little bit. Uh, the Apostle Paul then uttered another belief prayer on behalf of his readers. So they were reading the word while he was confident of their continuous obedience, that obedience would come only as their hearts were directed into the love, look at that, the love of God. He had to pray for obedience. Then he prayed a direction for obedience because as I tell everybody, you're gonna have what you say. Be specific in what you say because the Bible says, Whatever you think, say, or do, according to the power work of you, you're going to have what you say. So not only did Paul pray for obedience, he prayed that as they received the love, so he wasn't know anyone just going to just get this here. He prayed, amen, that their hearts were directed into the love of God. You first got to love God before you can be obedient. The phrase love, God, God refer either to the love for God of God's love for them, the twofold thing. You got to love him enough, hallelujah, that you would have a response. You know, day before yesterday, I was uh, uh, walking and I said, Father, I just want some money. I, 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 need, I need some money. And I figured, you know, I needed about $20. And I just thought about $20 when I was walking. I took a picture of it too and I saw it to a few people to show them that you're gonna have what you say, hallelujah. But I walked there and I picked up the $20 off the ground, rejoiced, put it in my pocket, went on over to my friend's place. My friend was hungry, and him the $20, he gave me $15 back. Then his mother wanted to throw the water, and her $5, and I still had $11 left when all, everything, See, everybody need was that. Hallelujah. Nobody wanted a whole lot of nothing. I see, I probably needed $20 so that I could give him what he needed and give his mother what she wanted. That's the type of love that we're supposed to have one <clears throat> for another this morning. So Paul said, it is likely that both ideas are present as they contemplate and fully appreciate God's love for them. Now, what happened? They would grow in their love for him and their desires to obey him. This is what Paul prayed for. The word for patience, waiting is simply translated in patience. It is referred to endurance, steadfastness, hardship, admired hardship. Paul prayed and he prayed that the Thessalonians might consider Christ steadfastness and suffering and be inspired to continue their own steadfast endurance as they suffer so right there let us know we're going to do a little suffering so don't quit suffering just keep on paul expressed thanksgiving for his readers and 
confidence in the Lord's work in their life. He prayed for them and asked them to pray for him. See? And he encouraged them to stand firm in the faith. He was about to offer them rebuke and correction. But his humility, his, his humility, love, and confidence, expectation, and act prepared them to accept his word and act on them. Paul's desire was not to exalt himself or punish his readers. It was to honor Christ and help them do the same. This should be our constant desire as well today. Let him today show you how to do this thing. This is the only way for us to show our love for the Father. Hallelujah. And there were 10 questions that was asked. For what did Paul give thanks regarding the Thessalonians? Second question was, what is the divine side of salvation? What is the human side? Third question, what did Paul exhort the Thessalonian Christians to do? Fourth question, to whom was Paul prayer? To whom was Paul's prayer for the Thessalonian addressed? What does the apostle say Jesus Christ and God the Father have given us? Five. Number six. What did he ask God to do for his readers? For what did Paul ask the Thessalonians to pray for him and the other missionaries? What was Paul confident? Verse eight, question eight. Would do for the Thessalonian church. Nine, what was he confident they would do? And last but not least, what is meant by love of God in 2 Thessalonians 3 5? You will find the answers to those questions in 2 Thessalonians, the third chapter. Hallelujah. Tomorrow, if all will, by the Most High God, we will finish out that Sunday school lesson for the 14th. And uh, we will open up. Well, it still have a lot of exposition. Um, still have a lot of facts. So it'll probably even take me. Let's see. Yeah, tomorrow, I will try and finish, finish this lesson up. Because these lessons are very, very powerful. And they are very, very long. Hallelujah. Uh, next week lesson will be Remembering the True Gospel. Lesson text. Galatians. First chapter, six to the ninth verse. Matthews 28, one to seven, 18, 20, and the golden text. I marvel that you are so, so soon removed from him that call you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Galatians 1, 6. There's no other gospel. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered. Amen. Amen. Lifting up their hands, they bowed their heads.
and worship the Lord with their faces to the ground. When we receive a word from the Lord, our answer should be amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say Let the church say Let the church let them If you believe the word, let the whole church say Amen. God has spoken. So let the church say amen. Lift your hands, lift your hands. God has spoken. So let the church say amen. Thank you, Lord. God has spoken. So let the church. Church. Let the 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 church. Let
Hallelujah. 